This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody, this is Phil Town. And this is Danielle Town. Hey, welcome to the Invested Podcast, where we are hmm, basically learning what Warren Buffett would have done in the 19 or did in the 1970s to go from 60 million dollars to 600 million dollars <laughs> as a rule as a rule one investor somebody that focuses on <laughs> don't lose money how can you focus on not losing money and end up making 60 million turn into 600 million how, well, in, in about 8 years how do you do that that's what we're going to talk about <laughs> i hope we get to that today um <laughs> Let's let's first finish what we were talking about before, which was how is this world of potentially higher and higher and higher inflation going to shake out uh, with interest rates and with the market? Okay, right on. So let's dive in. So <laughs> think about how the Federal Reserve has decided <clears throat> to calculate inflation. The back, um, this has been a, a relatively quick process, but it it if we go back to where they didn't mess with it, basically calculating inflation was a matter of taking a basket of goods and services that represented the economy, a big basket of stuff, and compare the prices of that in one time period to the prices in another time period. You could compare it annually, let's say. Mm-hmm. All right? Seems pretty logical, right? Here you got a pile of stuff. You got, here's a, here's a basket of chicken and ribeye steaks and a computer and rent, right? Like that, gasoline. Yes. And you compare that to what people pay for those same items <clears throat> um, a year later. And that's your inflation rate. That's that's called um, the cost, it's a, a uh, cost of goods index, essentially. What mm-hmm. do goods cost? And if they cost more, there's inflation. Pretty straightforward, okay? Well, they decided that that is for one reason or another, not the best way to do it. One of the major reasons to do it differently is that um, there's going to be maybe more volatility like that, or that's a good reason maybe. A bad reason is because the government doesn't want to produce the real inflation rate. And so the government came up with this clever idea called substitution, which is saying that if the price of beef is going up rapidly, but you can shift from hamburger to chicken, and chicken is at the price it was last year, then there's been no inflation. Following me? You're sitting there staring at the ceiling. <laughs> Let me say that again. Yeah, say it again. <laughs> okay. So if... I don't know if I, I've mentioned, but I have cognitive brain issues. Yes, but you're doing very, very well. You're getting <laughs> so something about the if time. the price of hamburger is... Related so to you the price hamburger, of chicken? Yeah, say so you get hamburger at a dollar a pound, and I'm just picking numbers, and chicken at a dollar a pound, okay? Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a shortage of beef, and hamburger goes to $2 a pound. Yeah. Well, by the concept of substitution, the Bureau of Labor Statistics has said, well, there's been no inflation 
because you don't have to eat oh, hamburger. You can I eat chicken. You. Yeah, yeah. So what they're saying is that in real life, what a business will then do is sell more chicken burgers. I get well because yeah, they're no, they're just they're not even making that call. They're just saying that people will shift. I guess oh. yeah, that's essentially what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. People will just shift over. They'll stop so buying no the more expensive push. one. And yeah, they'll stop the, buying the more expensive one. So if ribeye steaks go from $10, $10 a pound to $20 a pound, um, you can shift to lamb. Yeah. And there's been no inflation. If your um, if you're Ford uh, you know, F450 Dually truck goes up $10,000, but you can buy a Nissan midsize then there's been no inflation right so they just they do this substitution thing and what that lets them do is have a kind of subjective way of holding down that number and why would they want to do that well the number one reason is because the federal reserve uh, rather the uh, federal government has a lot of payments that they have to make based that can increase that are indexed to the cost of living index, or rather the uh, consumer price index, M- most importantly being Social Security. Don't they also just take food inflation out of that number? That's what I thought it was. Like um, there's, I thought they just removed They change that. it all the time, so they may have done something I'm not aware of entirely taking it out. Um, they've There's different ways of looking at this. They yeah. have different numbers. There's and actually, everything, and then there's stuff without food. It's very gas. interesting. Speaking of the Fred website, it's really kind of fun to like look around on there and just put like inflation into the search bar and get the, you know, 10 different versions, versions of the of inflation, inflation rate. Right. Um, it's I did that one time and it was actually very eye opening as to how many different calculations there are. So when somebody says the inflation rate. Of course, as with everything, there's always much more detail to it. And knowing exactly which one they're talking about makes a really big difference. I think the one that, that everybody uses, that sort of like, quote, everybody, the one they, the headline, yeah, the, one, the one the that's in the paper yeah. is CPI-U, which is sort of the universal one. Okay. It doesn't eliminate gas or food, right, which can be very volatile. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So um, here's, here's something I think is fascinating. If What would the inflation rate be today if we went back and calculated it the way they calculated it prior to this more recent way of substituting and so on, right? What if we go back and we calculate it before they started messing with the idea that you just compare two baskets together? And the, and the actually answer is available on a website called shadowstats.com. <laughs> Shadowstats goes back and calculates the basket that the, Federal, that the Bureau of Labor Statistics used before they started changing everything and they calculate the interest rate that way. And they've got this rolling chart that goes forward from, I think, 1980 or something. And it shows that the Federal Reserve may be underestimating inflation by a huge number. Their current yeah. estimate... Somehow that surprises nobody. Surprises but do you think no that this one. is like 
a shadowy website, or do you think it's fair? No, I think it, I think it's legit because I see okay. this from academics as well that they've compared um, the current method of figuring out CPI uh, to a couple of other different methods, and in, in each case, it's massively higher. One's double, and the other one's four times higher. Hmm. So. I, I think there's definitely a game on from the feds and um, they don't want to increase social security more than, I mean, man, uh, it, it jumped last year and, and yeah. it's going to jump again. And so that's a big payment cost to the feds. Also, they have to pay. Um, I mean, er everybody's indexed to it in some way on the federal budget, right? Including Congress. They've got their pensions indexed to this thing, unlike the rest of us. So <laughs> um, they've taken care nice. of themselves nicely in an inflation environment. Plus, there's a government bond called a TIPS, a Treasury Inflation Protected Security or something like that, TIPS, which is also indexed to the CPI. So that, that's the rate of return they're going to pay you for buying a government bond if it's inflation protected. So there's a lot of reasons for the feds to keep that number very low. Um, and the problem with that is, as I said, twofold, the Federal Reserve may not take the action they need to to really conquer inflation and it can get out of control and destroy the economy. And then, uh, and we can talk about that in a minute and how that happens. But then the other thing is that it's just like people get it in their heads. There's much more inflation than these guys are ever going to tell you about. Their trust for the government goes down and their decision to act as if there's major inflation goes up. And that can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I mean, it, that's it, happened. Yeah. Anybody who's bought food in the last two years has known food prices has got, have gone up. One of the most crazy aberrations in this calculation are the way they do rent. Um, they don't calculate rent based on what rent is. And rents don't go, you don't see rents go down much. I mean, that's, that's rare. Mm -hmm. Rent goes flat or it goes up, but it doesn't go down. So they, they, they calculate rent. This blows my mind. The Bureau of Labor Statistics calculates the the rent in housing by interviewing 50,000 homeowners scattered across different regions in the U.S. to find out what they think their house would rent for. Oh, Not interesting. what it rents for, but what they think it would rent for. So people who are living in their home mm. and not renting it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would they do that? Well, because those people consistently underestimate it, right? And how do they know that? Well, it's easy to find out what rents actually are in a lot of these areas because they have a lot of big companies that own homes all over the place and mm -hmm. rent them. Mm -hmm. And if you go to those guys, you find out that rent went up 17% last year on average around the United States. Wow. Right, which isn't That's crazy wild. because housing prices went up 19% last year, the sale prices of houses, hmm. right? And what the government is showing is that rents increased 3.2%. Hmm. And that difference right there on CPI is enough to change the, because housing is obviously a big expense for most people, so it's a big part of CPI. That little change right there from 32 to 17 changes the inflation rate from 7% to 10% all by itself. Yeah, I mean, obviously thinking about where those two different numbers come from, those kinds of companies that have um, rental units all across the country mm -hmm. 
tend to be in high rent, high demand areas. Obviously, they're a business. They're going to choose the best areas where they're going to be able to rent as much as possible. So it makes sense that they would have, to me, it makes sense that they would have a higher uh, increase by far than other places in the country that are less desirable, which would have probably go flat or maybe a tiny increase. And so maybe that's how you get that massive disparity in those two numbers. Three percent across the country, but seventeen percent in uh, high demand areas. Well, you're assuming it's high demand areas. I don't, I'm not sure your thesis is right there about these companies. I mean, they came in and during you know the 2009 2010 recession and bought massive blocks of homes all over the place, like in Las Vegas. Entire mm-hmm. neighborhoods are owned by these guys. Yeah, it and totally those are not high end at all. My thesis could be wrong, but I'm trying to think of why those things (laughs) could be be so different. And that's the only way that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, so so bottom line, and then then we can talk about this more later, but bottom line is that shadow stats is showing a 15% inflation rate is up from a persistent 10% inflation rate for the last 20 years. A 10% inflation rate has been back by the way they calculated it in 1980, has been our actual inflation rate for two decades on average. And it's now jumped up to 15. But hmm. if we think about that, it means that we have sustained an enormous decrease in the buying power of the dollar. And that is exactly what it looks like out there. Hmm. So anyway, okay, let's, so talk, let's about talk about that what that means next time. All right. We'll do. Okay. All right. Time to go play. See you Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Hi guys, thanks for listening to Invested. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more information or to listen to additional episodes, visit our website at investedpodcast.com and sign up for my virtual workshop right there. Spots are definitely limited for this event. I'm not kidding, they really are. They sell out very quickly. So everything discussed on this podcast, by the way, is either my opinion or it's Danielle's opinion. And I'm really important, it's not to be taken as investing advice because I am not your financial advisor nor have I considered your personal situation as your fiduciary. So remember that. You're on your own here. This podcast is for your entertainment and education only, and I really hope you enjoyed it.